Welcome to Chucks. This is Austin Charles with Charles Braxton, and uh, it's uh, we're into January now, and uh, the second half of the ministry season is here, mm -hmm. and um, it always gets here pretty quick. And amazing. And uh, summer's right around the corner, right? Yeah. Haven't it even is. had a snowy day yet. I know. I'm ready. <laughs> I got my snowblower all ready to go and. It's a lonely, quiet snowblower in the garage. It has, it is, I, I got it, you know, because we had those few bitter days and, or that few, that bitter week in November and we've had Christmas. It does, and, we, and now it's like, it's been in the 50s. It mm -hmm. does, it does feel like spring's here. And I know, mm -hmm. you know, well, uh, it's not. If I were still a golfer, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be golfing. Uh, yeah. You know, I would. Yeah. I'd been golfing over Christmas. I know, like Todd Moss, he, he, he and his dad went golfing the day after Christmas. It was 60 degrees. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah but so, it'll, but it'll come. It'll come. It'll but come. Uh, this uh, past weekend, and um, we're in, or we're in between the weekends of right now as we're recording uh, of the Vision Weekend. What you do each year, um, as long back as I can remember, the first yeah. week or two of January is taken yeah. to uh, um, casting vision for that coming year and um, uh, your plans. Your your. Uh, what uh what changes uh, you know sometimes i guess there's there's not too many changes each year but uh from, mm -hmm. you don't just change just to change but um but this year there's a new uh there's a new plan there's a new vision for uh city lights which you introduced this past weekend and uh the so maybe i thought it would be something good to talk about because maybe there's a, a few, some listeners out there that haven't um heard last weekend or um it's just always good to introduce to, to weave in the we, some of the weekends yeah. and as opposed to just talking about uh you know the transition from uh, Freddie Kitchens to Josh McDaniels or you know <laughs> yeah, the more meaningful things like that yeah exactly the yeah. more significant realities of life mhm mm mhm mm yeah so biggest initiative we've ever tried as our church is what we're venturing into we've never tried something this demanding in its infrastructure in its quality of leadership being very determinant of the outcomes than this city lights strategy. And that's saying something because you just built a building that was over $7 mm -hmm. million dollars without any debt. Yeah, yeah. And this is much more daunting than that because that's about raising money. That's about turning, you know, new televisions into people. And, and people go for that. I mean, actually, the raising the money of that building was the easiest we've ever done uh, in term, because people understood mm -hmm. the potential there. But this is, we need regional pastors on our staff who lead city pastors who will probably be volunteers. Mm -hmm. Almost all will be volunteers. Who those city pastors lead app administrators, prayer warrior networks, event planners, story gatherers. I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're building a city, <laughs> a city structure that allows us, and the big change here, you know, I cast a vision the last two weekends of a, a decentralized church without walls, Southbrook, that proactively cares. That's a big shift from community care has been reactive care. Uh, you know, you call us, we'll get you into counseling, we'll get you, uh, you know, to recovery, you know. City Lights is an initiative where we set up a way we are going to proactively reach out to you and say, is there a prayer 
issue going on in your home, in your business, that we can be partners with you in that. Mm-hmm. And whether people respond to that or not is obviously up to them. That's 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 their volition. But um, yeah, I mean, this is this is this is a big deal, and mm-hmm. uh, it's time. Is this? I got my dear friend Scott Weidel. I, I respect so much. Um, three years ago, Scott lost his son to a heroin overdose. And um, Daniel was, uh, he was a volunteer on guest services. I mean, you know, uh, but I respect him so much. And after this weekend, you know, Scott said, he texted me and he said, that was a lead catalyzer doing his job. And I texted him back and I said, you know, your words mean so much to me. I mean, I, he carries a lot of weight with me, what he's doing in legislation at the Senate, state Senate level with regards to treatment of addiction and such. And it was one of those significant texts that he is someone who gets it that people's lives are falling apart amidst a covering of prosperity, a covering of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And that we have to dig beneath all that and create the context where organically community may happen. It doesn't guarantee it. Mm-hmm. And for all who say, oh my gosh, why are we adding another thing? It's because what we're missing is that gap between uh, the public reality of bound you know just coming to a large public space like the weekend and the private reality there's a huge gap there and city lights is our strategy to fill in that gap mm-hmm. to to create a uh, multiple context where you may find your people it's really hard to do that right now mm-hmm. has been for a long time as as we know uh, i mean we're attractive we're not connective mm-hmm. connective almost happens in spite of us attractive happens because i mean it, it's you know it has many reasons you to be attracted here one of our our consultants one time she told me she said you know you guys are a great place to date you're a really difficult place to marry Mm-hmm. So for me, this strategy—I've been working on this for years in my head and praying it through—and I don't, I don't launch it lightly because it, it is. Uh, as we, I've learned enough with any vision, you you have so much doubt, so many doubters initially. Because obviously they can't see what's in your head, number one. Mm-hmm. But it's not successful yet. It's not successful yet. You know, it could fail. You know? I remember remember in um, You've Got Mail, when Jean Stapleton looks at the uh, Meg Ryan and her bookstore's closed, and, and she goes, well, I bet you feel like a big fat failure, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this Meg Ryan just kind of goes, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And But Jean Stapleton's saying the reality of of a leadership and that, Man, there's no guarantee your bookstore is going to make it, especially when there's a better bookstore 
just around the corner. It's a big, giant mm-hmm. Barnes & Noble behemoth that's going to eat you up. And our behemoth that we're fighting against is culture. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so, you know, we've introduced, uh, we, we've, we, tore, we took since April to tear it down to the studs. And we've gone through, as you know, the six questions of the advantage. Why do we exist? How will we behave? What do we do? How will we succeed? What's most important right now? Who needs to do what? And we've only gotten through question four. We're still working on, now we're getting to the last two, where to get to a results-based organization, uh, we'll have to get to those last two. That'll actually be the test as we get to those last two. But mm-hmm. City Lights is a huge part of that Of that, what. Uh, one of the things that, that I will have shared by the time our listeners hear this that I that I think is important to say as we're as we're going into the weekend today. One of the things I'm going to talk about is a big influence for me in the dynamic of relationship and building community is Joe Myers. He's actually out of Cincinnati and he's written a number of books about organic. I mean, relationship. I never met Joe. I wish I wish I, I should reach out to him because I love his thinking. But think about this, Chucksters and Chuckettes. He said. There are four levels of relationship. Public is 12 plus feet. Social is 4 to 12 feet. Personal is 18 inches to 4 feet. And intimate is up is 0 to 18 inches. So, you know, that, that's levels of relationship. All of those are appropriate. You ought to have some public relationships. People, you just know, right? You just know. But it's a 12-foot relationship. It's not, hey, I know, I, I know Joe. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I know him. We, we've worked together. We've done some contract work together. Didn't and you ought to have some social relationship, four to 12 feet. It's like they go to the same church I do. That's, you know, we see each other at the 930 service. But everybody needs to have those personal relationships that are 18 inches to four feet. Like you let people in, not just figuratively, literally into your space. Mm-hmm. And then intimate is your spouse, zero to 18 inches. But what we're doing in culture now is, is first of all, we think of public relationships as like, I got a thousand friends on social media. Well, that's not French. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's still a public or a social space. That's, you know, social media. That's not... You that's, know information about You each know other. information about each other. That's not mm-hmm. authentic relationship. What we do in church is this, and I, I'm going to say this this weekend. I don't want to sound like I'm against small groups because, as you know, I've been in small groups all my life. I've been in the same one for 15 years now. That never happens. Never happens. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, man, we've, we've, we've become grapes together where life has crushed us and the wine has flowed. But I'm going to say, here's what churches do, and we have done this, and this is why City Lights is so important. We're not going to be a church with small groups. We're going to be a church of small groups. And if you want to get, if you want to grow, you got to get in a small group. Well, what you're doing when you say that is you're saying to people who are in the public space reality, we want you to go to personal. Show up at someone's living room and go straight from public to personal. And that's just not reality more than ever. More than ever, that's not reality. Now, I am that person who would never have made that jump. I would never have done that. Mm-hmm. 
you are that same kind of person. You, you, there's no way you would ever do that. I wouldn't even be in church. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't either. Gosh, thank God he got a hold of me. And, and, and what City Lights does is it's really creating public and social space so that organically you may find, golly, we have a lot of in common with Sam and Sally. But we wouldn't have known that if we hadn't hung out at Americana a little bit with them. We saw them there. Then we saw them at that tailgate at the, at the high school football game Friday night. We're going to talk there. And, you know, we have a lot in common. Our stories we're finding are similar. And it naturally happens. As opposed to, well, they say we ought to get in a small group. We show up. Oh, my gosh. Now what do we do? We got to break up with these people because we don't like them. Mm-hmm. And for all who say, I, was, I would just argue, for all who said, golly, do we need another strategy? Yeah, we need a connective strategy because we don't connect. It, I, I have said for a year now since I initially introduced this, tell me a better strategy and I'm all for it. I mean, I, I'm not saying this is it, but I'm, I'm not seeing anyone else come up with a strategy. Mm-hmm. So... The goal is, yeah, is we all ought to find those people that we are 18 inches to four feet. There are people, but you cannot force that. Mm-hmm. Just because we all have Jesus in common, quite respectfully and honestly, just because we have Jesus in common doesn't mean we like to be around each other. Mm-hmm. One of the stories I'm going to tell this week that he tells is the story of, of you know, these two gals who were roommates. And the one said, you know, she was my roommate. After college, she wanted to be my friend, but she was my roommate. And then he tells a story about this gal who was not a believer, but she met some people at a coffee shop or something. She goes, man, I just really like them. And a number of months later, when she was going through a crisis, she went and looked up their church. She had found out that they were at a vineyard church in California. Because she said, I just like hanging around with these people. Mm-hmm. That's it. Where we're going to start this is with prayer. You know, that, that's, that'll be the, the relationship initiative. That's safe, is, is to is create prayer networks that we have people who have been trained to be full-time prayers for you and your family. So I can, I can say to my community, I live in Centerville, so we'll most likely be a part of Southbrook Centerville. Hey, you know, we have, we have this prayer need. We have this pretty big deal coming up. And I can trust that the people in my community are praying for me. Mm-hmm. and I belong to that community. From there, I'll get to know people because we're going to share stories via our app, our Southbrook City Lights app, and from there, I may want to go to the events that uh, may happen. So mm-hmm. so what are your questions about it? So here you are as a leader, as a pastor, and you're hearing this, and you've seen me launch things, and some things have succeeded, but more things have failed. I mean, I... People don't understand is, you know, Mm -hmm. I've tried things that just, that didn't work. That wasn't very good. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts? And and especially because you and I are very similar. We have a very low need to belong to a group. I like people more than you do. I I like people more than you do. I like, I like pastoring people more than you do though, probably. You do. I think Mm -hmm. you do. Yes. Um, That's a really fair statement. I, and you're really good at it. I would say, I would say, I mean, I, the only, I think the only variable I didn't hear much about and what, you know, and all what you were sharing, um, was okay. Who's doing this mm-hmm. and how do they know how to do that? Yep. 
I think that's, uh, you know, and we've said on here before quite a bit, it's not the X's and the O's. It's, it's the Jimmy's, Jimmy's and the Joe's. Um, but you've had a lot of great X's. This, this church has had a lot of great X's and O's throughout the years. Um, some Jimmy's and Joe's of field, and vice versa. I mean, there's been also been some great Jimmy's and Joe's, and just there's, you know, wasn't. But this, the, the, I, I guess, just and not um, the, the the whole strategy corporately, but just like this, um, just listening to you. That is something I didn't I didn't hear much about. Is um, uh, yeah, the, that, that's that's a component of it that I, I think is is a mystery of this right now. Still, right? It's I mean, the it's, biggest issue. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I don't. I mean. Talent, Trump's strategy. <laughs> mm-hmm. to give me the dumbest coach who just knows how to make talent work together, and I'll take that coach any day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, over the brilliant strategist who gives you a strategic advantage. It's the biggest issue. We're going to have to find on our staff four regional pastors that, you know, north, south, east, and west. Mm-hmm. For example, in the south, the regional pastor will have Centerville, Springboro, and Lebanon. In the east, Bellbrook, Waynesville, Wilmington, Xenia. The north, Springfield, Dayton, Trotwood, Tip City. The west, Miamisburg, Germantown, Middletown, Carlisle, you know, Westchester. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have four. We've got to find the right people on staff. And then as those communities are built, we've got to have city pastors for each one of those communities that they report to the regional pastors. Mm-hmm. Austin, that's the question. You're asking the question. Mm-hmm. Now, we already have some people on staff that are made for this. They are built for this. But then the question is, can they handle the load and, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera. But that's the question. And that's, that's where... It's funny because which comes first, the chicken and the egg. What I would rather do is have spoken this into our church and we got our leaders aligned, you know, and we're ready to go. Well, we just launched a franchise, but we haven't had a draft yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got to play football tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's the the thing that's waking me up at night, Mm -hmm. you know, is the... Uh, I would ask our listeners to pray the Lord of the Harvest prayer uh, of Matthew 9. Ask the Lord of the Harvest to send workers into his harvest field because the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. I mean, the harvest is so huge in terms of the thousands of people who are within our parish mm-hmm. who need care and leadership, but uh, but we got to have the right people to do that. Yeah. Well, I think it's... Um, I'm excited about it. I, um, as you know, and I've, I've talked a little bit on here. I've um, a couple years ago, I I, um, I saw a, a deficiency in me, and um, I uh, so I, I, I found the most shepherding person I I knew of, and um, have spent hours with him uh, every week for the last two years. And um, learning under him, learning all the little things of how to pray and um, how to pray with, how to pray for, and um, and uh, um, have and had read a number of really formative things that uh, really framed a pastor's mind and a shepherding mind, um, and, uh, and it's uh, so yeah, I'm I'm really very excited about it. One of my favorite things 
occurrences that happens throughout the week or on the weekend is is when someone who is a, a prayerful and faithful believer um, in 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 attendee of Southbrook, you know, comes up and says they have this problem with a friend or a family member or whatnot, or this person they know at work um, who's going through this has this issue, is going through something. Um, can you can you talk with them? Can you meet with them? Can you do this with them? Can you? You're so good at that. And and um, and I say no, I can't. But you, but let me let me give you a few mm-hmm. tips of what you can do. So here's good how to at doing that. Here's how to um, you know here's 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 your here's your here's your path. Exist within people's sufferings. Here's your method. Preferably listen. And here's the goal. I'm sorry about that. Can I pray with you about that? And that that's the that's and giving them those. You know, I can't. We can't as Southbrook be pastors to everyone, but you can be a, pa- but you're a pastor, you know, and it's, that's that like, that's that transition from like, I think mm. like, like Romans 15 to 16, where, <laughs> where, where Paul is pastoring through those 15 chapters, chapters. And then he says, but here are your pastors. Mm. I can't be there, but here are, here's a list of people. And here are the people I want to, I want to, I want to bring light upon that. Tryphena and Tryphosa. And- mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think like that's one of the best um, moments in these last few years that I've gotten to have, and then I and then I like listening Sunday that I that I hear um, that I know of what will happen as a result of this hopefully. Yeah, well, it's funny you hit the nail on the head because I've tried to think about I always like to trace the genesis of ideas and slash leadings. I I do think I don't throw this around lightly. I do think and with things that I've seen in recent. In, in 2019, that God's leading us. He's so faithful. I really do think that he has, uh, I've heard his voice on this. Just number of things. And even that culminated in December, as I shared this past weekend, on the my lifelong dream to build a great church has died. I don't, I don't have that dream anymore. I, like, that's dead in me. Mm-hmm. And that's been driving me for 35 years. But he's 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 leading, and the genesis of this goes back. It's interesting. I appreciate you using that example because I know that I can trace the genesis of this back to the mid '90s, when Dallas Willard, in the classic Divine Conspiracy, called the church the community of prayerful love. And if you think about, boy, my dream for City Lights would be communities of prayerful love mm-hmm. i think that i honestly i think that prayerful love to me when you when you mentioned john joe myers that his name mm-hmm. that that space of the intimate space um i didn't think of i didn't think of any kind of familial or or um spousal type um function i thought more of i thought of i thought of, of prayer and and that understanding gets into of, that, doesn't of, it? of me of, mm-hmm. of the difference between oh, I'm so sorry about that I'll pr- I'll be praying for you. I know that doesn't mean shit. I mean that, that doesn't like no one wants to hear that when they're when no. they're suffering. Um, let me pray. Would it be okay with you if I pray with you about that? Mm-hmm. And and entering into that that laying on of hands and that um, which is so powerful that at its least powerful. It's just con- human contact. Yeah, it's the Jesus touching the leper. It's like I'm, when he didn't need to. You're when acceptable he didn't need to. to be touched mm-hmm. and to be, and I, so I, it's, you know, it's so powerful that it's least powerful. It it, it has power, um, and so 
I think that those are those moments that I, that I see in this that I, you know, you know, vaguely see that are, that will come about this. That is in that that eventually the 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 end goal always to me is is that is entering into that that those closing those inches that gap. Yeah, and it the, is. And, and well, and there, it's funny you say that because I I I agree with that that there's there is such an intimacy to prayer. Mm -hmm. It's why some couples. The barrier they have is they haven't got to that point where they can pray together. There's an old cartoon joke that was in Leadership Journal one time, and the wife is on her knees getting ready to pray before bed, and the husband's in the bed, and he's saying, not tonight, honey, I have a headache. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because what he, it, it, there's an intimacy that's not physical, but it's spiritual in prayer. Mm -hmm. And you're right, I... There's it breaks barriers. If all we so if no no events ever happened, like no like you have a community and no events have ever happened. There's no tailgates. There's no parades that we do together. There's no spring Christmas on Spring Bros that we have a presence in. There's no da 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 da. But we create ways by which our people see. I am the light to my friend, and I have gone to that level. Now I can pray with people. It will mm -hmm. be worth City Lights. Mm -hmm. It'll be worth City Lights. So that's what I hope happens, you know. And as I, I, I think you heard me this weekend, I hit it hard that I am after that guy who sees himself as not very spiritual and say, you are the strategy. You, I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. You are that guy that we want to learn, that you want, we want you to learn how to, to be that light that casts a pinhole of light through prayer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's all people need is a pinhole of light and the darkness flees. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I appreciate us being able to talk about it today. Uh, it's well, People seem very excited about it, and it seems like there will be a lot. I think maybe I sense with this, uh, one of the problems will eventually be, even though you know, we just talked about, okay, who's going to do who are the, what are they? Who are the Jimmys and the Joes? Um, I do think, you know, or the uh, Jennies uh, and the Joes. Yeah, there you go. Um, who, you know, one of the problems, you know, you, you could forecast for this is probably not that you're going to have to resurrect any corpses, but I think you'll have to restrain There's a lot no of question. fanatics. <laughs> There's no question. <laughs> At least the feedback I've gotten from the first weekend. Yeah, so the, so the, 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 in all candor, the issue will be to not appoint people who are ready to shine their light into people's eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think that's the that's like uh, part of the like when I asked the question who's going to do this is so many of those um, methodological intricacies that evangelism happens in so many different ways. Yeah, and and there's there are certain there are people that understand that and people that don't. And there, and and like the story you shared this past weekend, evangelism happens with just simply existing with people's suffering. Yeah. And uh, and sometimes it is it is uh, oral and it is you you, you it's rhetoric or um, yeah it's it's I know I I shared there's a a young lady who's gone through an amazing journey and uh, she's been raised in a Christian context all her life went to to Dayton Christian and it just didn't work for her and she lost herself but by she's just recently found Christ she rededicated herself at another church that she was where she was living before she moved back here. And to remind me, I told her the story of last week, Sherry and I watched The Aeronauts, which is Felicity Jones and Freddie Redmayne, and the true story 
of Freddie Redmayne plays the meteorologist who wanted he, he just felt like there was predictive potential in weather forecasting if we could just understand the layers that were above us in the sky. Felicity Jones is the she is the hot air balloon pilot, and there's a scene in the film. They go up, and there's a scene in the film where they discover, for example, all of a sudden, where are these butterflies coming from? Well, there's a, 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 a level of the airstream that it's insects that flow down that stream. And had they not gotten to that level in that balloon, they wouldn't have experienced this amazing, like a butterfly coming up, you know, I don't know what they were at. I think they were 20,000 feet at that point. And, a, you know, a butterfly lands. And I think that's, it, it, it's, we don't want people to go, get on board with us. We're going to rush you to the jet stream where butterflies, and you're going to discover butterflies. It doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. That God is not taught. God is caught. And like a butterfly, you chase a butterfly, and you're with people who are running down butterflies. You're never going to catch a butterfly. But if you rest and you're with the right people, butterflies sometimes land on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't want people who are going, I know the way to butterflies, and I'm going to take you there. And, you know, no, that's, that's not who I want with this. Mm-hmm. That are, you know, it's, again, you've heard me say it, and Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, do not be over-righteous, neither be over-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some people who just... Yeah, I would rather restrain a fanatic, but on this in this case, I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh, yeah, we we don't. That's not what we want. Mm-hmm. That's the delicacy of evangelism. It, it, I think it is. is. It's, it's really it's the delicate goal is to, for them to know Christ, not for you to show Christ. And, and yeah. that takes quite a bit of humility. And it does, and it takes trusting. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes trusting. I, I, that's why I've openly shared. I've never tried to convert anyone, ever. I can't think of a person I've tried to convert, either from their sexuality to their spirituality. I've never tried to convert them. Mm-hmm. I think one time I got close, and that was with, usually this is the case, it was with one of my older sisters. And that went, oh, really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I just, your, old, your Aunt Sherry, I mean, I, I think I, there was one time in a phone conversation, I think I tried to convert her. And sure enough, in spite of me, she refound Christ anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was in spite of me. That's close I've ever come. And mm-hmm. um, you know, Christ is caught, not taught. The gospel is overheard. Mm-hmm. C. S. Lewis said. And I want to create context where people say, Boy, I love the way you people tick. There's a really interesting study in and just like how the structures and housing that was done on the the level of privacy one could have in the Roman Empire in the first century. And virtually, I mean, the, the, just the, down to the thickness of the walls, hmm. um, and then obviously just the cramped space that there was no privacy in Second Temple. Uh, wow, era. none. So, so you know the the uh, and this, but so yeah. So the the gospel was overheard more than it was heard, you know, literally mm-hmm. and figuratively. Mm-hmm. And you think about now we have garage door openers that we never have to even see our neighbor. Mm-hmm. We have electric garage door openers. Contrasted, so that isolation that is always there. Mm-hmm. Contrasted with, if you're watching TV and it's a, 
a connected TV. It's watching you. You, you, you actually have no privacy. And mm-hmm. so there's this amazing dichotomy in our culture mm-hmm. where we're isolated and yet we have no privacy. It's just really weird. So we got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited about it. It's the biggest thing I've ever tried as a leader. Um, it's going to be messy. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're talking about people and you're messy, I, I, to all the leaders listening, uh, I would give you Proverbs 14.4. When the manger is empty, there are no cattle in the stalls, but from the strength of an ox comes an abundant harvest. And that's just simply saying, where there's no poop, there's no progress. Yeah, you, you don't have cattle. You don't have any poop in the barn to clean up, but you don't have any harvest in the field either. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you're going to have a harvest... You're going to have a hard time cleaning up crap. <laughs> and that's, that, that progress is messy. People are messy. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, the, that's the, the crap load of stuff we're venturing into. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it. So until next time on Chuck, this is Charles Braxton with Austin Charles. Mm-hmm.